Life moves fast and so do these episodes. You are busy juggling all the things, work, life, kids, relationships, and everything else nitty gritty, but you have vividly wild dreams to get. My name is Melissa Rose and let me just say, I get that growing a family and scaling a profitable business is no small feat, no matter how early we wake up or how much caffeine we consume. But I'm here to tell you, you can and will through consistent, inspired action. In this show, we're going to be encouraged, we're going to be empowered, and we're going to leave with a quick win that you can apply today in your business, life, or relationship. Sound good, ladies? Let's get real. And now your host, the consistency queen, Miss Melissa Rose, who enjoys yelling at her kids so they stop yelling at each other. That's fun. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of In the Nitty Gritty. How are you guys doing? It is always, always good to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and put me in your ears. I do not take that lightly as there are so many amazing podcasts out there to choose from. So thanks for choosing In the Nitty Gritty. You guys, today we have a lovely guest on the show. Her name is Melissa Corkum. She is from Baltimore area and she is a parenting coach specializing in adoption and ADHD. Her mission is to help parents laugh more and yell less. And I just enjoyed our conversation so much. And I'm so excited for you to learn from her and be inspired by her. She's got some gifts for y'all and some resources. Without further ado, I introduce you to the lovely Melissa Corkum. Melissa, tell our audience in a nutshell what you do, who you are. Give us a little synopsis of that. Yeah, sure. So I am a parent coach. And basically, that just means I help families find brain-based solutions to challenging behaviors. And really, my ultimate goal is that moms and dads can laugh more and yell less with their kids. And how long have you been doing this? Um, so yeah, I know. So funny. So I've been doing it in like a way that I monetize it and like officially call it a business for about two years. We were trained as empowered to connect parent trainers back in 2012. So we would teach in like church settings, ministry settings. And I did a lot of like uh, work with like Facebook groups and things in a kind of a non-official volunteer capacity for a long time. And then about two years ago, you decided to take it and go for it. Yeah. Yeah. What I found was before it was a business, I didn't have set time to do it. And so it always felt like I never could help enough. I could never give enough. I was trying to fit it in between all the other things in life. And so now that I've prioritized it, I really feel like I can give time and you know priority to families. And it feels a lot better to like help them make a difference than to kind of like play whack-a-mole with families and not really like have a process that you walk them through. So what was that moment two years ago? What was that moment like to decide, here I go, this is what I'm going to do? Or was there a nitty gritty moment that made you say, yes, I can do this? Yeah. So we were coming out of just a really hard season of parenting. Four of our kids came to us through adoption, the last four. So we have um, two kids by birth kind of in the middle, and then we adopted our youngest son. And then we also adopted our three oldest kids. We adopted out of birth order. And there was just a lot there that we weren't expecting. And so about two years ago, uh, my husband really just felt like he needed a sabbatical from work. And he had, you know, we had both just taken a lot of chronic stress from parenting. And um, I think probably always our dynamic has been that I probably should have been the one working and he probably should have been one raising our kids, which sounds funny from a parent coach, but he's just as really good at being the dad and 
doing all the things and I love making a difference and, and going out and he doesn't have a work situation that he like absolutely loves that really fulfills him. It just kind of pays the bills. And so we just decided a couple of years ago to switch places and I haven't been able to get my business quite to where it can float the family financially completely, but he was able to take off some time. So now we're both kind of working, which is a little bit crazy, but really with the goal in mind that he can either start his own business because he has some ideas or just be able to be a full-time parent and, and that I can get a break from doing all that I've been doing for the last 17 and a half years. So what are the ages of your kids? Um, so our youngest is 13. Uh, and then we have a 15 year old, a 17 year old, a 19 year old, a 21 year old and a 22 year old. The youngest, our 13 year old son was born in Korea and he came home at two and a half. And then our oldest three kids are 19, 21 and 22 year old were born in Ethiopia and they came home in 2012. So they were already 11, 13, and 14 when they joined our family. It was nutso. It was crazy. You know, that like those, do not try this at home, like warnings on reality television shows. That's yeah. Kind of half jokingly say that. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine. I'm on both sides of it. That's amazing. Yeah. So, and you know what, there's been so many blessings in it. And of course I would not be the parent who I am today without those experiences, but I also won't sugarcoat it. It was, it was challenging. Definitely. I have a friend who adapted at five years old and the struggle is real. Not explaining a lot, but just saying it's, it's real. It's real. Yeah. Well, she needs to come hang out with us. So I, I co-host a podcast called The Adoption Connection and we have a Facebook group. We call ourselves the kindest adoption group on the internet. So she can come hang out with us mm -hmm. and she will find her people. There's nothing that she can share there about how hard this is that people there will be surprised about because we're pretty open and honest about, we call it like the beauty and the hard, yeah. you know, like the both and. Good to know. Good to know. So what did you want to be, Melissa, when you grew up? Um, a doctor. <laughs> really? Yeah, I totally, I planned to go to med school really all the way until college. And I did have this thought coming into college and I applied to all of my colleges pre-med that I knew that being a doctor was going to be hard to like have a family and be a doctor and be the kind of mom who my mom had been to us. So like right before I went to college, I was talking to a mentor of mine and she worked with artificial hearts and had graduated with this degree in biomedical engineering. And she was talking to me about all the cool things that she did. And she worked like in a kind of hospital, like medical type setting, but she had like a nine to five and she had to go home every day and she had like really typical work hours and she had a four-year degree, not like a, you know, your bachelor's and then med school and then your fellowship, all the things. I just remember thinking like, oh, like I could be in the medical world and not go to med school. And so I actually went into my freshman year and the college that I had committed to didn't have biomedical, but they had mechanical engineering. And I was like, I guess that's as close as I can get. So I actually graduated with an engineering degree, but then met my husband, got married. We had two kids really quickly. And so never really like got into the medical field the way I had planned to. <laughs> I love it. Totally different. Totally different. Parenting challenges might as well be med school sometimes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And the thing is, is I, I love looking at parenting through like this brain based. I think there's this like science part of me that still loves understanding the brain science and getting into like the nitty gritty of all the things like taking behavior all the way back to the brain before the diagnosis, before the names of all the things that we name behaviors to just really understand what's going on in our kids and their brains. And that gives us so much good information. And then we can take that and be better parents. 
So what is your specialty? Like, what do people come to you? What are they coming to you for? What's their pain point? So if you're a parent who just feels like completely at the end of your rope with challenging behaviors. And I think because I'm in the adoption space, a lot of those families are adoptive and foster families. And just because of the way that our kids have come to us and their histories, it predisposes them to just really struggling with big behaviors, big emotions that come out as big behaviors. But sometimes it's families with kids with special needs ADHD, autism, kind of like all the kids that are always in the principal's office. You're always getting phone calls from home. Those are the families that I help. The ones that really, that maybe they've tried medication. Maybe they've tried going to therapy. They've tried speech and OT and all the things. But the thing is, is a lot of those things, you know, we only go for 45 minutes a week or whatever. And, and parents need to be empowered to kind of understand what's going on and then you know, we are our kids' best services, therapies, all the things. And I believe parents can do it, Um, but they need sometimes a little bit of a mindset shift. They need a lot of encouragement and advice and support and a good community around them to do it. Absolutely. I'm just thinking about my own kids and not even knowing what to ask. For me, that's the thing. I don't even know the questions to ask. You know, is this behavior? Is this her character? Is this just the way he's made? You know, is, you know, all those things. And every kid is different. So what did work for number one and two does not work for three, four. And it's interesting. So people work with you virtually coaching one-on-one or how do you, how do you work with your clients? I think the way that parents get the biggest transformation is I have a two month package. It's kind of like this parenting reset and it's some parent training that I deliver in really short bite-sized amounts to your inbox, like in the form of little YouTube videos. And that works really well because a lot of times parents, when they're drowning in those types of behaviors, our nervous systems are so hypervigilant to big behaviors and they're so overwhelmed. Our mental load as moms is already so great, even if we don't have kids with really big behaviors. And a long eight-week course or like long hour and a half videos and even coaching sessions is just too much. So bite size is really where it's at for my families. And then I... Um, used to do kind of traditional like Zoom calls, but I really moved away from that. And I use Voxer. Are you familiar with that? Like, so for those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's like, it's, I don't know. It's the best it's thing, the best thing ever. <laughs> I know. So it, it's basically texting, but it also allows you to leave like voice messages. It's a tap to talk app. There's no time limit on the messages and you can set it so that you don't have to hold the button down. You can tap it once to start talking and tap it again to stop. And I tell people, it's like having a parent coach in your back pocket. Like you just whip out your phone, open up Voxer and tap the button and then just start telling me what's going on in your family or venting or whatever you need to do. And then I respond to those pretty regularly throughout the day. And I found that that's been the most effective way to help families rather than like just this, you know, one hour session once a week or whatever, that this ongoing conversation as things are happening in real time is like really the way to go. And on the plus side, because I still have four, sometimes five kids at home and an 18 month old granddaughter that allows me a lot of flexibility to do what I love, but also be here for my family who's currently home all the time right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love Voxer. I use it for my business with my, my clients, with my employees. And basically if you want to be my bestie, you got to be on Voxer because I mean, you're in the moment and I love it because you can talk while you're in the car and just like, Hey, this is what's going on. Help me. Or I just had this brain dump, like help me navigate this. So for those of you that haven't tried it, it's a great little app to use. 
It is. And it's free. Like, I mean, I think there's a paid version, but you can get everything you need on the free version. And um, yeah, like when you're driving, you can be verbally processing. And I also feel like, you know, as a mom, if you've ever had to have a real phone conversation with someone, like your kids are always interrupting you. And so this is kind of that like asynchronous phone conversation without feeling like you constantly have to be like, oh, sorry, I'll be right back. Or like, stop yelling in the background. Like you can have those snippets of conversation. And it, for some reason on Voxer, it does eventually feel cohesive. (laughs) It totally does. It totally does. Hey guys. Hi. Yes, it's me. I'm interrupting the podcast, but I just had to share that Level Up, the waitlist is ready to have your name put on it. If you are a brick and mortar or service-based business, listen up. Are you feeling like you are in constant chaos mode, frustrated, and may I dare say it, a bit burned out with your business? Are you working all the time and not seeing the benefits of being a business owner? Like the flexibility of having your own business isn't really that flexible. And the bank account isn't exactly showing you that unlimited income potential that you thought you were signing up for. And secretly, you don't even want to grow your business because you're already drowning in the work of your demanding schedule. Honestly, you're thinking, is this even worth it? But you guys, what would it look like to have a business that is running for you and not running you with dream clients walking in your doors that love working with you and pay you what you're worth? What would it feel like to put your phone away from your business and genuinely be present with your family, not thinking about your to-do list or clients that might need something and creating a lifestyle that you love? If this sounds like a breath of fresh air, I invite you to apply to Level Up. Level Up, you guys, is a 90-day coaching program designed for brick-and-mortar and and service-based businesses that are running the show themselves or with a very small team. In 90 days, we'll dive deep into your business and create the clarity you need through a structured framework that is customized just for you. With personalized one-on-one coaching and a monthly group mastermind, we will level up your business so that you have the tools in place to create the momentum you need, allowing you to have the business you deserve with the ultimate in time and financial freedom. Our next group starts super duper soon, like in a couple weeks, you guys, and there is an application process. So come on over to my website, Ms. Melissa Rose, or better yet, scroll down here in the show notes and click the application process. I would love the opportunity to be your coach and help you take your business to the next level. So Melissa, what nitty gritty are you currently dealing with in your business? Something difficult? It doesn't have to be business. It could be anything. So what nitty gritty right now are you dealing with that you are like, oh, I need a little help or wishing I could get over? Myself is my biggest thing. A couple things. Like I could be a workaholic because I love the work that I do. And the shift to Boxer has really helped me on my, it's like the first step on this journey to just be more flexible. I want to be more available for my granddaughter and be able to like provide and do the fun things that I did with my kids. And my daughter doesn't drive. So like, you know, they're stuck at home unless I can get out. Right. And we can go, I guess, playground, some playgrounds are open, but you know, go to all the fun places and explore and get out of the house. But also do you know the Enneagram at all? <laughs> All the people who know me are laughing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I'm a certified Enneagram coach and I'm a seven. So for those of you who don't know the Enneagram, that just means that I can't say no to anything. And I'm like, I'm an ideas person. And so it's really hard for me to like, remember, like, just be a parent coach. Like, don't start another coaching business. Don't get into anything else. Um, I do have another kind of side gig. I'm trying to like slowly ramp up on the side, but I just, I always need a new thing. And it, it's like the detriment of me. I'm like, just focus on what you're doing, you know, grow it, get it stable, all the things. But I just, I love a good idea. (laughs) So what wing are you? I have a really strong eight wing. I'm a four with a three wing. (laughs) I love it. 
I love it. Yeah. It's so, and it just, you know, I even use it in parenting because you were talking about like, is it personality? Is it all these things? And I think it tells us a lot about how we ourselves as parents experience our kids, how we experience being business owners and, you know, just even helping to understand the perspectives of people around us, which, you know, obviously if you're raising kids, they're not just like you, they're not little cookie cutter versions of you. And so we have to think outside the box. Do you use the Enneagram on your kids? Do you have you tested them? Um, so I don't recommend testing kids. Actually, um, I just feel like the Enneagram is just a really personal journey and I really want my kids as much as they can. And of course I talk a lot about it. So I feel like there's already a hump for them to get over because there will be this like, oh, my mom always talked about that. Like, mm-hmm. stop talking about it. But I really do want them to come to it by themselves. And so our 22-year-old recently did really want to explore. And so he's old enough. And now that he's out of the house and he's really had some life, like not inside our family, we did some typing work together. But I wouldn't like sit my 13-year-old in front of an assessment or anything. And I really think the best way to find your type is to really do some self-exploration, learn a little bit about all the numbers and kind of self-identify rather than jumping into an assessment. So, but I do have hypotheses about my kids and about where they're coming from in the world. And I keep it to myself. I don't want to jade their journey, but just knowing kind of even what numbers they're probably not helps me approach different things, different ways with them. And even our granddaughter, like she is a firecracker and I am not going to put a number on her, but I will tell you that she's probably in the independent or aggressive stance. She's not like a sweet, like I'll do whatever you want. Like she's not a go with the flow kind of girl. She's a, she's going to put her mark on the world. And even that, like knowing that has radically changed, you know, how I think about her big personality. And I just think as a new mom, 18 years ago, I would have been so intimidated by the bigness of her emotions, of, of happy emotions and mad emotions and all these little tricks I've learned along the way. I'm like, man, if I had just known these things, you know, even if you're out there and you're not parenting kind of what my typical clients deal with, which is really, really big behaviors, um, I think we all need parent training. So, you know, I use what we've learned with our very neurotypical granddaughter and man, it's like, where were these tools 18 years ago? Because it would have made the terrible twos like a piece of cake. It was just, it would have made it so much easier. (laughs) I go back and forth with that. I totally agree. But we have so many more resources at us. And sometimes that's overwhelming. Like there's just so much stuff to pull from and get and refer to. Yeah. We weren't like information overload about parenting. We had like one book. Yeah. (laughs) What to expect when you're the first year, what to expect the second year, what to expect when you're expecting. (laughs) Exactly. So as a mompreneur, you totally are doing all the things. So what is one thing that you would share with another mompreneur, maybe starting out, maybe who's been in in a while, it can be anything uh, personal or relationship or business wise. What's one nugget that you would love to share with people besides all the other amazing things that you've already shared? I always start with clients getting a really solid definition of success. What's your working definition of success while we're working together? And it really takes care of all the other things. It simplifies so many things. And the one rule I have is it has to be something you have control over. It can't be that your kid's not going to have a meltdown today or next week or at the grocery store. We can't control our kids' behaviors. We certainly can influence them and we can understand them and we can set them up for success. But at the end of the day, you could do every single thing right as a parent. And you could still have a kid who had a really big tantrum or made a decision that landed them in jail or whatever, you know, whatever your worst case scenario thing is. It also helps 
when we have a definition of success to, you know, as mompreneurs and currently I feel like 75% of the world is probably homeschooling right now, whether it's, you know, virtual school at home, your kids are enrolled somewhere or you're just actually homeschooling is to know where you're going. Like we have a child who's at home who has pretty significant learning disabilities. And my definition of success for him is that he's safe and that we're providing a safe environment for him and that he feels loved. And so none of those definitions revolve around his academics. And so I have to remind myself about that when I go out and check the work that I left for him and see you know, where we're still struggling. And sometimes I can get so frustrated and I would just want to yell at him, like, can you please just focus? You know, can you please just do this? Can we just get past long division or whatever it is? But if I go back to my standing definition of success, that's not on it. Academic progress is not where we've chosen to hang our hat today or for the next foreseeable couple of years. Um, and that helps me stay grounded and not feel like a failure. I love that. Know that to your core. Do you have that written out or is it just you and your husband are on the same page there? Yeah. I mean, I have it written out because I I talk about it in my course. It's not something that we necessarily like wrote out, but it's, it's kind of an ongoing conversation and it's what we use to ground ourselves. You know, we have big kids and they're making big decisions. And so when the 22 year old wants to get out of his lease and convert a 15 passenger van into a house and drive it around. And we're like, and we have all these questions and all these worries. I just have to think like, are we his safe place? And can we still be his safe place if we poke all the holes in his dreams? Maybe a couple questions, but not all the ones that I really, the burning ones, all of them that I really want to ask. And can we just be his cheerleaders? Like, could we do that? And so we have to remind each other, you know, we get caught up in the weeds of of all the worry and the fear about being parents. Like we're just called to be safe places for our kids. And so the rest will just have to work itself out. Is there anything else, Melissa, that you would love to share? We have a lot of mompreneurs, people that have been in business a lot of years, some just starting out, some of them with kids, without. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Well, we always close out our podcasts by just reminding moms that they're good moms doing good work. And I feel like we just don't, hear that enough. And sometimes we might know it in our core, but sometimes it just helps to hear someone say it out loud. So it does. That made me feel good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're just such simple words, but they mean so much to us when we feel like we're just pouring ourselves out to in our business and our family. So especially during this season, we have to kind of really get our, our definitions of success straight because here's the thing. Even as mompreneurs, I think we have to also come to this realization that we're going to do motherhood a little differently than mothers who aren't running businesses. And I also think that that's okay. Amen. Melissa, this was so awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom. Where can people best find you? Where's the best place for them to learn more about you? Yeah. So my website is the corkboardonline.com. Just all one word written out. It's kind of a play on my last name. And if your folks want to go to the corkboardonline.com slash nitty gritty, I might have a little gift for everyone. And um, I'd love to, for your folks to be able to have a free pass to my online on-demand parent training library. It's like Netflix for parents, but not nearly as prolific, but there is some fun stuff there. So if your folks go to the corkboardonline.com slash nitty gritty, they'll have an opportunity to get a free account there. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's so generous. Yeah. Thanks for having me. 
Well, thank you. Thanks for your time. That was really great. I learned a lot. And I know, I know there's going to be a lot of people that appreciate your wisdom. So thank you. All right, everybody. Have a great week. That is all for now. We'll see you next week. Peace. Bye-bye. Hey there, guys. Real quick. If you are loving the podcast, could you do me a huge favor? Would you rate and review this podcast so other people could find it? That is the best way for people to find more about In the Nitty Gritty. Thanks so much. Peace. Peace.